Welcome to PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast. My name is Point Blank Ivumbi. Thanks for taking the time to listen to yet another episode that we have curated just for you to enjoy and get to learn what's been happening in my side of the world. Cool thing that happened today is as far as the whole pause that kind of, what kind of happened as far as my creation was concerned, it has finally lifted itself. By the time I was leaving the office today at 5 p.m., the creative juices were still flowing and I was able to boom push the work I was, I was doing in the office even further than I expected and by the time I got to the house I was even more energized to even get more stuff done so I'm actually very happy with the end results of what I've been able to accomplish in the past couple of minutes and by doing so it just means I'll be able to have even better perspective by the time the weekend hits and I'm always happy when the weekend draws closer and I'm able to actually make more things come to life. Granted I have an event on Friday but that doesn't stop me from being able to make Saturday and Sunday afternoon and evenings productive to a degree because yes the body needs its rest but as it takes its rest it also requires me to push the envelope even further the stephen king consumption continues in 29 from 2019 to 2020 and the book i'm listening to right now had me asking so many questions and it actually had me debating so much and i'll touch on it later because i haven't reached the final conclusion of the book because the villain is clear from the jump but I'm still trying to wrap my head around what his agenda is. And as it continues to flow, I'm really enjoying it. The book itself is known as Needful Things. It came out, I think, in 1991 as far as the audiobook is concerned. I don't know if it's the same year it was published, but I believe that the title being given, the 1991 tag, must mean it was published in that year. Neither here nor there, but it's, it's a book I'm currently truly enjoying. And the, the writing of it is actually very, very informative as far as the different choice of words that Stephen King uses to put across certain simple terms that we come across every day and every time he puts that word in I'm, I'm I don't even remember the word itself but every time it popped up I was super impressed by the fact that I didn't even think about coining a sentence in that way like he, he doesn't use certain straightforward lines to say certain things he just jumps into over explaining as most people have, have called it but I think it's just He's thinking like a rapper sometimes. He, he he doesn't want to say the thing poignantly, but maybe that's why he also is a member of a musical band. So it's an it's an artistic way of thinking, I think. But away from that, I wanted to touch on something that very, very interesting. I was revisiting a stand-up special by Dave Chappelle over lunch hour today, and it was um, The Age of Spin. And I, I was thinking about, spoiler alert, I was thinking about the period where he mentions the different ages that were affected as far as uh, the different wars America was going through past the Second World War, going into the Cold War, and how the Vietnam War, the Korean War, and all these things, how they were happening and how the society was actually trying to deal with it. And the one thing that kept on floating in my head is, I think about the period after the Second World War, and in that period is when the countries in my continent were being created in Africa. And as these countries were being created, whatever debate was being had during the Cold War in the First World, we got affected directly by it. So leaders would choose which side they'd actually get their money from, and whoever was willing to put enough bank behind them, that person would have to win the day in order to make sure that they have control in this hemisphere, if you will. And granted, let's not even touch the Congo and how Belgium and America got together to make sure that Lumumba was taken out. Let's not even touch that. And it's funny that I even mentioned that because Dave Chappelle's mom worked under Patrice Lumumba. And when I heard that mentioned in his interview on Inside the Actor's Studio, 
it's it's an interesting thing to to actually find out there's so much about Dave Chappelle that just keeps on impressing me but then I started thinking about the whole idea of the G-man and the G-man as I, as I understand it is a, a, a phrase that was coined to describe the CIA agents and the FBI agents in that period and these guys because I think I've watched two or three other movies that were touching on the CIA and what that they, they stood for and what they actually were supposed to do as far as politics or geopolitics or as far as rule of law across the globe and it made me start thinking about a specific period in American history and that was definitely during the the 1960s, 70s and 80s and I think about those specific periods because to a certain extent I feel Kenya as a country is going through that specific period and I, I try dub that based upon the extent to which substance abuse is a thing the extent to which uh, going against that which is considered traditional workflow and traditional workspaces is a thing, the extent to which the middle class is thriving to a degree and the children of the middle class or the children of the baby boomers who have a certain principle of how they see the world, the X generation is rebelling actively against that which is what our parents believed in, what that which is the founding fathers of the nation believed in and we tried to find our own way in the world and we're bombarded by so much information that actively makes us rebel from that which is considered the status quo and even aside from rebelling from that which is considered the status quo we are also trying to find our own way to translate what society is supposed to be and how the world is supposed to be perceived and even in, in intertwined in all that these people who know they can manipulate what we believe in our everyday existence by simply shooting our ideas in the foot or playing us against each other, pitting us against each other and also recklessly pushing us to the extent of which we're uncertain of that which is our driving force. And I go back to the States about this because I think about this one period because there's always been in every movie that has been created even the series that came out recently which i talked about very lightly the messiah on netflix and when you think about each period as far as the 60s and 70s domestic terrorism to the united states itself was very prevalent by people who felt disenfranchised within their country and when I talk about domestic terrorism, I don't mean that somebody just went out and did bombings or stuff like that. It, 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 it was more tied into very many other activities. I'm going to try as much as possible to align this based upon the different forms of entertainment that come to us here in Kenya and across the globe to anyone who actually has the same kind of cookies that I have on YouTube. And here's what, here's what I noticed. And remember, this was all married from callbacks I got from rewatching the Dave Chappelle special. The special, sorry. I don't know why I'm shrubbing right now. And here's the thing. When it came to the idea of the CIA trying to find out if they could have ways to do mind control, when they had a lot of POWs and it's were, these were prisoners of war, the prisoners of war were being tortured and tormented and they were being sent back into their countries damaged and some were, were believed to have been trained to become sleeper cells when they come back home. And when I say come back home, I mean coming back to the United States. Now, in some cases, this has been used into creating even more TV shows. Say, for example, Homeland is based off of a person who's a victim of being a POW for so long and he was taken back home 
and he was being used as a sleeper cell. And that was the gist of that particular story. Now, in the whole journey, way to try control a person, sometimes you have to disenfranchise them and break them down. After you break them down, you then start building them back up into the form that you expect them to become that will better serve the agenda that you have. We see it being done in war. Heck, I've seen it being done in relationships. And when you see how that is particularly put out, even in education, that's how we, we see it. I mean, think about how education is created. You're told of what a doctrine is. And when you actively speak against that particular doctrine, you're beaten to submission. And when you're beaten to submission, you end up taking that as your core belief and core way of living. And not very many people are able to actually walk away from that core belief and be successful out here by actively rebelling from that which was put before them. Now, that one aside, let's think about, say, an individual who, whose entire existence has been twisted at home because the small organs of government within his home country are trying to find ways they could actually make tools that they could release to the public and completely change how the public perceives specific stories. There have been, I think, two or three shows on Netflix that touch on mind control gone wrong. And one of them, they actually talk about an individual who worked for the CIA and he was taken aside into, I think, a retreat of some sort. They took him to a room and they gave him, without his knowledge, they gave him drugs. Or I think it was with his knowledge. I haven't watched it in a while. But they gave him these drugs and they were diagnosing him as they go. And, and while they were diagnosing him, they're trying to figure out, okay, is he submissive to triggers that we give him to actually obey, or is he not submissive towards that? Then there were more experiments that were being done where they're trying to see to what extent a person can be evil or a person can be non-empathetic to, say, torturing somebody in a different room. There's these different documentaries that speak on these experiments that they were doing to the actual people. Heck, the different... Uh, death camps that were created during the second world war by the nazis they used to take people and actually use them as guinea pigs they used to take members of the jewish community and use them as guinea pigs for the experiments it is a dark secret that exists in in everyday medicine that most of the knowledge they have and the textbooks that they use for understanding of grafting of bones allegedly especially bones of people who are affected by bombs and we need to stitch them back up as far as war is concerned. Most of the tools that they use in the knowledge that they were created, that has been passed from generation to generation, are born from textbooks that were used by the Nazi government and the Nazi military. And it makes me go even further back, especially into the 1930s now. We've moved away from the 1950s or going into the 1930s now. In the 1930s, over the counter medicines had methamphetamines, and it was considered an energy booster taking, I think it was called Benzedrine initially, there were, there were actual lyrics that were created as a result of that. It would help people uh, study better or have more focus, have more energy boosts as far as their heart uh, palpitating even faster, be able to concentrate and actually work even harder. And that's another documentary that also exists on Netflix called Take Your, Take Your Pills or something like that. And I think about all those periods and then now cut to the dark side of these particular situations because according to some of these documentaries and documentation that has been coming up on different websites, the front line of a lot of armies were drugged in order for them to fight. The front line of the Nazi army was drugged in order for them to fight. The front lines of the Japanese army 
aside from the doctrine that they were trained in, in the whole idea of Japanese seppuku, when you take your own life, I know I'm saying that word, word wrong, but when you take your own life, we've seen it in the movie Ronin, and the greatest sacrifice is the sacrifice you make for your king. And when you see those documentaries and you see how those soldiers would actually fly their planes into the military planes of the enemies, how soldiers of of Korea of, ja- of Japan would jump off cliffs in order to not be taken hostage or to, in order to reveal any information, so you'd actually s- commit suicide for the greatness of the nation, and that's a degree of brainwashing that is indoctrinated into the people. But that's away from the drug side. This is the dark side of the drug of the drug thing in the nineteen. 19- I think 60s, 70s, and 80s. Even students who are considered very promising in, in education were taken and even tortured to a certain extent by giving them either these experimental uh, experimental drugs or putting them through through rigorous uh, torture sequences in order to see how far you could push their brains and all that. And this again is born from a Netflix show called Manhunt, the Unibomber. The Unibomber was a person who was a victim of being used by the government to see if experimentation is possible. But okay, a wing of the government. And that's this is all based off of what I've seen. So it's all alleged. I can't say it's fact, but it's stuff I've seen being put out in entertainment. And I think of that story, and then I think again of how they've also hinted at the idea, allegedly, that it was the same case with um, Marilyn Manson. Sorry, Charles Manson. Marilyn Manson is a, is a musician. I apologize. Charles Manson. Charles, Charles Manson and the Manson family. He knew how to control his people is by actually drugging them. By having a person be induced in, in one way, shape or form, you're able to control these people. And it makes me think about how our current society in Nairobi in the current day and age, and heck, in the country, if you think about it. And I, I'll be remiss if I don't put this out there that I do a lot of events that have alcohol involved but i also exercise a degree of control in how i do things for example 21 and above so that you're actually in full control of how you consume or in what extent you're actually taking the alcohol be amongst friends not take a full bottle of say hard alcohol alone make sure there's something to hydrate thereafter i always put this information out there so that you actually take care of yourself above and beyond however i do know there are some of us who we are medicating ourselves excessively and when i think about it i think about how the tax on alcohol i don't know how far or how deep it is but apparently the taxation that has been put on alcohol is actually rather higher than we expect it to be and people are making millions and probably cleaning their money as a result of this because in in per square mile the number of per square meter sorry i'm in the metric system per square meter how many pubs even surround my, my residence right now and i take that into consideration and i think about to what extent how many people i know who there's more emphasis on them being hammered than them being productive and i take that into consideration i still say like yes i like the fun life but i like it in in measured extents i treat my party life the way asterix and obelix the comic book treats a rave it's the last page of the book you'll have small bursts in between but it's the last page of the book definition of success but how does this connect back to the idea of the g-man but the the, the idea of the g-man is this i know and i believe although it's a great assumption to make but i believe everybody who 
sees how society exists and is passive is either gaining from it or they're so disconnected to reality that it doesn't really matter and they're experimenting with that which they see around them. It would be wrong to think that there are not people around us who don't use excesses as tools. It would be wrong to assume that the different world powers that exist do not want to have a foothold or a stronghold in every other country and introduce certain ideals or substances that would end up making that country dwindle before they actually build it up. If we can take it as far back as colonialism, sometimes when you found a, a, a part of the world impossible to penetrate, the colonial powers would either introduce STDs into those areas so that the people could die or they would just introduce diseases like flus that would actually just kill you off or they just introduce famine these were the tools used for control so whoever is left alive who could actually fight is not strong enough because they don't have enough numbers and is it wrong to assume that the enemy that I've been describing for the longest time right now, and it's not like an enemy in a bad way, but an enemy that I'd like you to be conscious of, aristocracy. Is it wrong to assume that the more we stay passive because we're not paying attention to that which is happening, the stronger they become? It's the same way when I hear of a, of a government policy for something to happen, say, for example, when the paper bags were being removed to that other kinds of bags which are easily recyclable or, or bags that you could actually reuse over and over again. When this was being put out into the market, the first thought that came to my head was there probably is a container in, in, in the port of Mombasa that is filled with this material that is supposed to come in. By keeping a people unable to argue with the policies you put forward, the more successful you become. And all I'm trying to say is, as young people, let's live the party life. Let's enjoy every single step of it, but let's do it to, the, to, to celebrate successes that we have attained. Let's not just base it on losses and failures, because I think joining my side of thinking would actually make things even more fun for you. If it's after a week of success, grab your drink. I'm, I'm, I am fully for it. Lead to it, though. If it's in celebration of a friend, hell, celebrate a friend. Moderation is all I do, that I feel we need to consider. And I know to a certain extent, it's not a surprise that the excesses that exist have control tied to them. I always feel like somebody else is tugging the rope whenever all these things are happening. Take that into consideration. Don't be as paranoid as I am. I think this is one of the most paranoid episodes I've ever made, but it was born from the idea of the G-men. I mean, think about it all these ideas we keep on watching about these movies talking about the different crimes that have been happening as far as the cia and the fbi and blah 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 and even heck even the different security organizations we have within our own countries mi6 and, the, and whatever control they have and all that stuff all that jazz you think about all that information how they've even made it come out in different movies i can make a few assumptions none of them factual but i can make a few assumptions <laughs> it's just something for you to consider but that was where my mind was going and i'm thinking of making something that was actually tied to that because shout out to miguel city the comic book done by mado and hopefully i'll make something that comes close to that home guard will return in time i guarantee you that and this is all information that actually kind of helps inform that book say it with me be caesar or be nothing at all
thanks for taking the time for enjoying the episode and actually being a part of that which is the rise remember boombox this friday if you're gonna be in nairobi come hang out with your boy i'll be on stage rocking the mic making sure you guys are fully entertained and thereafter 31st i got another gig coming for you i'll keep you posted about that gig when the week comes i want you to really get your rsvps ready so check out my socials and you'll see everything over there until next time oh no